back at it again. Birdie's not BS. Dougie Fresco here. Cheyenne Woods with me as usual. Well, actually, she took a little week off. I had I uh, had a week off, but I am back. I had to replace you with somebody that was just trash. Nah, I'm Man, kidding. Man, who it was, was nice that to dude? Have, I don't know who the dude was. I mean, I, I've been praying for his hairline since he left the show, but <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. We appreciate Will Lowry stopping by last week and hanging out with us. But Shy Boogie, what's going on? Where? Yeah, I can see you literally, but where are you? in the world so i am currently in good old toledo ohio um honestly City of though, dreams. I, I love it out here i do i love toledo we play here every year uh marathon classic you know last week we'll probably talk about it you know we had our drive-on event first event back since quarantine but i'm in toledo living it in toledo i'm living telling you that's up. the city where dreams are made we used to play a really good event back in toledo at ottawa park back in the day but tell me a little bit about inverness last week first week back i know it had to be interesting i know there might have been some butterflies some ambiguities what happened what was going on on the golf course shot inverness is interesting um okay. for those of you who don't know about inverness it's got so much history i mean they've had many pga tour champ uh majors there and um so for us i mean the course was pure it was difficult it was demanding it was fun um first week back out of quarantine it was definitely a test to say the least you know we had some weather on top of it being an already challenging golf course but it was just nice to be back it was nice to feel those butterflies um i definitely had you know a little bit of the shakes. I was a little nervous, but a little nervous out there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was excited though. I think nerves are good. I mean, we've talked about it in in previous yeah. episodes. A little bit of nerves are good. Um, so you know, I grinded it out. I didn't necessarily play my best golf, but I survived Inverness. And you know, I posted <laughs> online that it's definitely one of my top favorite courses now. I would say it's it might be top five, honestly. Have you played there, Doug? Yeah, I have played Inverness. You know, living in Columbus for a number of years, I got to get up there and I've actually coached uh, my high school team out there when we played. And the thing about Inverness is like, it's like the perfect quintessential USGA layout, yes. like style. I mean, thick, rough, narrow greens, narrow fairways, um, yes. you know, this undulation. Like you wouldn't think that the course would have that many you know elevation changes but it, it's a it's a really great course for those who haven't played and and might have an opportunity to play uh inverness get out there and do that because it's it's definitely a walk that you won't forget now other than playing golf cheyenne you know i think one of your low lights for the week you um, know we always discuss highlights i'm gonna I'm tell you your low light because we saw it on tv it. and i even posted about it your I, oh i already know what you about to say and i already have a defense for it i just want to know where this limp armed fist i don't even know if you can call it a fist pump i mean in your family you have probably the best example of how to emulate a fist pump the mr fist pump and for you to limp fish it i that was just disappointing shot let me tell you first of all okay because i saw the little video that you posted <laughs> i appreciate the love i appreciate the shout out but you also called me out for this limp <laughs> fist pump you so speak of. And um, I have to say, the camera didn't show my caddy at the time who was <laughs> fist pumping me back. You know, we're social distancing. We can't knock fists. We can't really high five too much. So I gave her a little fist pump from, you know, a little uh, fist bump. Oh, that's what, what it was. was. It was a fist bump that it looked was a like fist a weak bump pump. from oh. a distance. And I snapped it back. Yeah, you did. <laughs> 
I thought it was see only you see I didn't have all the information so needed. For those I blame who, you off channel. You know, obviously they can't see what arm movements we're doing, but it kind of looked like I was pulling the lever of a slot machine. <laughs> that <laughs> now that I'm looking back, that's what it looked like. But I was actually fist bumping my caddy from a distance and staying socially distant. So I'm proud of you. you I, I'm, I appreciate you clearing <laughs> that up because I was that was such a pivotal moment in the round. And shy, I mean, we both played over the week and um, your event was way bigger than mine. But same feelings and the same pressures. Oh, golf. Yeah, it was a pivotal time, though, in the round. I mean, for those that don't understand, what does it feel like to see holes running out and you know, wanting to play the weekend? How do you manage it? Because you were able to make actually two birdies and a bogey to stay one shot inside the cut line. How does that feel, and how do you manage um, those those emotions? So that round two, it was a, a long day. Inverness, even in the best weather, is so physically and mentally draining because of how difficult the course design is. So we were out there, you know, we were playing in the rain, consistent rain throughout the day. It was windy. We had a rain delay. We had to come back. You know, I had a, a really, really ugly front nine. So I dug myself in a little bit of a hole. I was plus five through nine. <laughs> for the championship. For the championship. Not the day. So, um, you know, on the back nine, I knew I had to tighten it up. I didn't know what the cut line was. Um, because of, you know, cutting back with COVID and everything, our events don't have leaderboards out on the golf course, which oh. might have actually been a benefit to me. I was not aware of the cut line. I was not aware of what the leader was at. I just knew that I needed to tighten my game up because I'm mm. better than this. And so I do have a great caddy who was aware of the cut line and she kind of knew what to tell me just to keep me focused and dialed in hole to hole. Yeah, those two birdies were clutch. You know, I made a 20 footer on, uh, I think it was 15, bogeyed six. I don't remember the holes. I got a horrible me memory. Four, birdie 14. <laughs> you birdie 14, you bogey 15, 15. birdie 17. 17. So, Something like that. You know, that 17th birdie, I know we all love golf. We love golf stories. I was one shot outside of the cut line going into 17. I was not aware. My caddy was. Hit a perfect drive down the left side. Shocker. Uh, got a shitty bounce to the left and to the rough. I was behind a tree. So I had to hit a little six iron, draw around the tree, short of the green. I couldn't reach it out of the rough. Gave myself a little chip. My caddy's like, just chip it in. I was like, okay. And <laughs> I chipped that thing in. <laughs> Let's go Let's get it. You know, and that got me to playing Sunday. So, you know, golf is a funny sport. You cannot ever give up, even plus five through nine holes. It's just, honestly, though, I think it did help me not having a leaderboard. What, how really? are you with leaderboards? Do you like seeing, you know, where you're at, where you're standing, or do you like just playing your game? Well, first of all, I appreciate you giving me a lot more credit than I deserve. I, it's not like I get to play in a lot of events that do have live leaderboards up on the uh, on the course. So I appreciate that. No, you made me feel really special. Oh, um, man. You know, it's funny. You know, I played in the Arizona Open over the week, and you know, I talked to Tim O'Neill yesterday morning trying to get my head around what I needed to do going into round two. I had shot one under the first round, and, you know, the question was – should I look at the leaderboard during the round? You know, you're allowed to have your phones out and you can look at the, you know, the live scoring to kind of see. And, you know, Tim let me know, like, hey, it's going to be what it's going to be. So go out there and just try to birdie every hole. What's the difference? Like, what difference does right. it make if your goal is to birdie every hole, knowing where the cut line is going to be or not doesn't change. And I, I appreciated that advice. Uh, I didn't actually look at the scoreboard. 
you could feel it. It was a birdie fest, and yesterday I had everything working against me. So I knew what I needed to do, and, you know, once you make that first bogey and then you can feel you're getting a little behind, you try to press and try to hit a couple yeah. miracle shots. and That's then it's tough. You try to hit that miraculous shot that, you know, chase that one pin, and then you hit right. the edge and spunker, and it's a bogey. So I had some, uh, I had some bad luck. I had some, I had some places where I tried to force a couple shots. Long answer to your question, but um, when you know what you got to do, you don't really need to watch the board. Right. Now, if I was playing a PGA Tour event and I got a two-shot lead, I'd probably want to know that, you know, to, to, to help me with my strategy. So um, you've played with leads. You've played in events. How do you manage your strategy um, given being in a lead or around a lead as you come down the stretch? Do you alter it? Do you stay true to your plan? Or what? How, how do you manage that? I have learned that there's no right or wrong way to really approach this situation. Um, everyone is so different. And I've had sports psychologists say, don't look at the board, just play your own game or look at the board, use it as motivation. Everyone is just so different. You know, Tiger is a leader, leaderboard watcher. He likes to know exactly what people are doing on the golf course. I forgot the name of the PGA pro who won, I think it was the US Open or something didn't look at a board all Sunday. He walked up to the green with a multiple shot lead and didn't even know he was about to win. Um, everyone's different. So for myself, I, I can't watch the cut line. I just, I just got to play my own game. If I'm in the lead, I'm in contention. I do want to know where I'm at and what I need to do. I don't know why it feels different, but it does. Um, so I guess just based on the situation, I kind of see what my body's feeling like and, uh, where my mind is to see if I, if I want to know or if I just want to go and just play golf and hit my spots and try to make every putt I can. I know it felt, you know, for you, how it felt for me, just being back in the ropes. Um, yes. For me, it was a, a long layoff with, you know, job and baby and all these things. You, it's COVID and just, I really enjoyed the attitude, you know, the, the, the mindset that it takes to play tournament golf. Yes. It's one thing to go out and play with your buddies and your friends on a weekend. It's different when you're getting ready for a championship. You know, it's it's completely different feel. And and those were the things that I feel like I've really missed is the preparation to get ready. Like the first round, I was ready to go. I, was, I had a plan. Had a, uh, you know, Brian Wilbur caddying for me. Second round, it was a little... I don't know. Second round, and that's the thing about golf. You know, day to day, everything can change. Different. I'll tell you what. What changed was the tee time. And I don't know about you and competing at, in 110 weather. Yes. Oh, man. That is yes. that was new for me. I've never competed oh, above 100. Out, yeah, you're out in Phoenix. That heat is no joke. Why they play the state open in the middle <laughs> of the summer in Phoenix? Yeah, that's Dear a little Dear Southwest Section PGA, can we not play this championship in a different time of the year? This is amazing. Or at least play it in Flagstaff. Right. Right. Go up north somewhere. Somewhere is below triple di digits because like you said, though, that's a huge part of tournament golf is, yes, everyone knows you get the morning wave, you get the afternoon wave. It's not only you get to sleep in longer, but it's weather, the course conditions and even just your mindset. You know, I'm an early riser. So when I have a super late tea time. I have trouble sometimes filling the day. I have to find a new routine for afternoons so I don't get bored. I don't get lethargic or need a nap. And I can plan for that afternoon tea time and still feel like I'm peaking 
in the afternoon versus kind of on my way down after having a full morning of doing whatever I fill the day with. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because when you are playing in an event and you've got morning wave, afternoon wave, I think the best draw you can get is afternoon day one and then morning day two. Quick turnaround. I had the opposite. So yes. it's funny that you even mentioned, you know, how to occupy your time. Because yesterday when I woke up, I had to wake up still excited to go play. But I don't tee off till 1 o'clock. I got an hour drive, right? right? So I need an hour to warm up. So I've got to, it's, it's 6.30, 7 o'clock, whatever. And I've got to figure out what to do with four hours before I leave to go to the golf course. And, yes. I, you know, I, it, I did emails. I called some folks, you know, made sure the baby was good, made sure the wife was good. When I got to the goddamn course, I was so yes. tired. I remember hitting the middle of my round, and like it was like I hit a wall. Like my hip stopped moving. And you know when you yes. get tired in golf, and that that lead hip stops, that ball going left. Your like, hands are trying to save it. You're flipping. You're guiding. Timing is off. Yes. I was even through five, and I get to about I get to hole six, make a dumb bogey. That's fine. Seven to draw a hole. So it's three wood hole. So I get there. I gotta hit this little three wood. And I swear, my feet were like, it was like swinging in quicksand. My feet did move. Flipped club, flipped. I hit it off the toe. See you, bye. That ball was so oh, far left. But geez. it just goes to show you, like, you know, I was when I woke up that morning, I was thinking, do I work out? Do I read? How do I use this time so that I'm not worn out? And come find right. out, I was tired as hell when right. I got out. <laughs> it's hard. It is. You truly have to have a set routine. And so for myself, sometimes I'll force myself to stay up until midnight. And then sleep until or midnight, one o'clock, whatever. Try and sleep as late as possible. Get up, stretch. That way I don't have, you know, those four, five, six hours of time. Like, I don't know what to do. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's hard. But, um, yeah, routine is so important. See, I think that's crucial. Having a routine. And I'd be interested to hear what some folks' routines are. Because when you're, you think about a guy like Tiger. You think about Dustin, Justin Thomas, all these guys, Rory. They're starting to play more and more, you know, in those last three pairings of the day. I'd be interested to know what their morning kind of routines are as they go, you know, about their, you know, trying to trying to win a championship. Because that anxiety has to like fluctuate and go up and down as you just you wake up ready to go and then it's like, well, damn, I still got six hours before I got to tee out. I like to wake up on the range. Like exactly, a round of golf is already long enough. You know, you know you're gonna be out there for at least four and a half hours. You don't want to hit that wall at 12 and not be able to still feel like you're peaking and have the energy and focus. A lot of it is even the mental side of not being mm -hmm. mentally tired. Because then you get behind the eight ball. If you do something like that, you get tired at 12, you make a bad swing, make bogey. And now yes. you have to force something and you can't stick to your plan because you're trying to either win yes. or make the cut or whatever, play, you know, save a round. So. I think that's why I find myself conserving as much energy as I can at events, even little things of the conversations that I entertain, whether it be on the driving range, the practice screen, or in my group. Like at Inverness, I knew it was going to be a mentally draining day and week. I conserved my energy. I made sure I had plenty of snacks in the bag. I would check in and check out mentally just so that I knew I could stay sharp throughout the day. Um, you know, we had weather, we had rain delays, so many unplanned things could happen to where you just have to adjust and be aware of what your body is telling you and how you know you perform best, both mentally and physically. All right, Zion, so 
we said that we would grade each other on the last time we got together on the podcast <laughs> for the championships that we had coming up. Yes. Gotta ask you, how did you do? What grade are you giving Cheyenne Woods for her performance at Inverness? Uh, can we split up the? Per- can we give two different grades? All right, go ahead. Let's gotta explain that. So but go ahead. I'm gonna give an execution grade, like my actual golf. And then I'll give my like mental side. You know, we had that Dr. Bob episode. Okay. I'll give the mental side of a grade of how I feel I performed on that. That right, here end. We go. So drum roll. Execution wise, um, my grade is probably a C. Average, maybe a little below average. C's I did not, get degrees. You're right. I made the cut. <laughs> I think that's a degree. <laughs> so I did not have a very good ball striking week whatsoever um it was it was a struggle (laughs) to say the least so um because of that you know I found myself scrambling and it was hard and so gave myself a c on the mental side I'll give myself an a minus I do feel like I stayed patient I grinded it out um and I was able to really uh, buckle down when I needed to so I was really happy to see that it was exciting even though that was a a horrible fist pump or uh lever pull whatever you want to call it sorry to let you down you know it's funny you know Monty bell and i were watching the the telecast and i I got so hyped i rectified your weak fist bump so (laughs) it's actually pretty cool to kind of see how you were playing and like think about it and then talk to you about it to sit here like you know what you didn't play so well you had a tough week but you know you you got it done as it relates to you know making it to the weekend to play and uh we're proud of you so thank you you know, along those lines, if I think about how I did over the weekend, I got to say, like, I'm pretty excited. I played well. You know, there's a lot of things about tournament golf that you have to kind of remember. And I think a lot of things I actually forgot. Playing week in, week out, you kind of do things without thinking about it. But overall, if I had to give myself a grade, I'd probably give myself a B, B minus for how I played, how I conducted myself on the golf course. Didn't really get too angry at all. Um, and I had a blast. You know, it was fun. This was the first time I've, I've competed in almost a year so. I did pretty good, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting back out there the next chance I get. What's next? Where are you going? Where are we seeing you? What's 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 going on? So, uh, you know, this week I am again in Toledo, Ohio. We're playing at Highland Meadows Country Club, and it's the Marathon Classic, COVID style, no fans <laughs> once again. But we are. You said playing. that like it was like the uh, a side option for some food. Like, can I get that COVID style, please? COVID uh, style. Let me get that. <laughs> we got our masks on, socially distanced. You know, I tested negative, so I'm good to go. I got a tea time tomorrow. Let's go. What number test is that for you? Uh, probably four. Okay. Yeah, since being out here. So, so tra- however you're traveling, let's keep doing that. That's a good plan. Yeah, I'm just going to stay in my little room here and, and stay safe. So that's what I'm doing this week. I'm back out. I feel really good. You know, I'm comfortable being back in tournament mode. Um, I'm just going to go out there and in, enjoy competing. What else can you do? Yeah. I mean, I posted yesterday, like, I was so excited to play. Like, usually I'd break some shit, but it was so nice just to be able to compete, shoot something that, that was respectable. You have such an appreciation for it now, right? Like once it's taken away or you have that break, it's just such an appreciation for the feelings of the butterflies and the nerves, the frustrations even. That's why you play. I think, you know, we all love making birdies and, and, you know, those types of things and and hitting drives, whatever. But I think it's the it's the internal struggle. It's the how do you manage, you know, extreme highs and extreme lows all within a four-hour amount of time. Yes. It's like a, it's like a long-ass 
uh, good movie playing around the golf. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, yes. you'll have your highs, your lows. You'll be angry. You'll be, you know, elated. <laughs> you'll want to cry. Like you, you might want to <laughs> take a nap scream. midway. Right, right. All <laughs> the above. But it was fun to prepare. It was fun to be in a position to actually, you know, make a cut. You know, I was, I got off to a, you know, it's just a middle of the round mistake, but, um, it was fun being there. It was fun to be there. And then I got to figure out how to get back. It's like the best drug, you know? All right, shot. Well, we wish you luck this week. You know, we know where to find you. Birdies, not BS.com. That's the URL. Hit us up. Let us know. And where else can they find the shot? Also, obviously on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, birdies, not BS. We're always looking for your questions. We got a new episode coming next week. So stay tuned. A lot of fun stuff to talk about this season. Absolutely. So we'll holla at you. Cheyenne, go low. Low, low.